And I get much more out of this than I do like someone giving me a gel manicure. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not that I don't love that too. I don't ever get it done, but you know. (laughs) Welcome to the Finding Your Shine podcast hosted by best friends, Nina Boyce and Liz Garster. Enjoy a dose of Monday motivation each week as we interview people lighting up the communities of health and wellness, spirituality, and personal growth. Wherever you are on your journey to health, happiness, and self-love, our real and authentic conversations with guests will keep you inspired and empowered. And keep you laughing too. Thanks for listening. We're honored to join you in finding your shine. Hey, listeners, welcome back to a new episode of the podcast. Today, we are talking to a local gal who I have really gotten to know in the past few months. Um, She is a Reiki practitioner, as well as the owner of the ethically made and woman-owned company, Pink Moon Candles, which is a small local business right here in Columbus that supports kindness, authenticity, and collaboration. And she uses all of these topics and values while making making these candles. So you get to hear a little bit at the end of the episode. There's a lot of Reiki-infused energy, crystals, essential oils, all of these powerful elements for your home. And you burn these candles and they just make your space feel super cozy and super wonderful. So we loved talking with Natalie today. She is a gem and we can't wait for you to hear this episode. Yeah, we also talked about Reiki, which I know is something that we've talked on previous episodes, um, a little bit with Kelsey Patel and then definitely our episode with Megan Trapp. But it's always great. You know, people are trained in different ways. They learn from different people. They have different perspectives. So I think um, even though it's a topic, you know, that we've talked about before, I think there's a lot of good insights on, especially if you're someone that's like, I keep hearing about Reiki, but I'm like, I don't know if I, how I feel about it. I yeah. think we all had some really good conversations around our personal experiences and ways to explore that as a self-care journey for you. Yeah. Exactly. Um, before we hop into this interview, we have a really, really big announcement about Empowered Voice, which don't fast forward yet, guys. I know you've heard about Empowered Voice for a long time, but this is about some ticket info you're going to want to hear. What is it? They're $97. Oh, we, in an effort to make sure that, you know, this is an event that we want as many people to attend as possible. And we don't want cost to be a barrier. So as we were going through and working through, you know, our attendees and listening to what you were saying, we really just thought it was important to make it as affordable as possible so that we can mm-hmm. have as big of reach as, as we possibly can. So we're going to do some other efforts throughout, you know, the next couple months to make sure it's something that's really accessible to women that want to come or men. I'm just going to assume it's women a lot of times, but... Or those men. Yeah, but whoever. Probably women. And... Just like Liz said, we were so honored to be bringing in these top women in wellness, again, from all over the country to Columbus, which both of us have such a love and a groundedness in Columbus. And we're like, how can we make sure that we get the most women here? Because it's not about the ticket price. It's about bringing women together, sharing our voices, learning how to connect with each other and share what we're passionate about. And that's what this day is is for us. So that's why we made the choice to drop the tickets to $97. We're super excited about it. And we really hope that um, we can see some of the Finding Your Shine listeners there. 
asterisk, feel like I need to throw this in here. Women, but also the gender fluid, however you identify, please come and celebrate with us as a human. Come learn with us as people and we'll have a great time. So that's September 21st, guys. The link is in our bio. And also you can just head over to eventbrite.com, search up Empowered Voice and get your tickets there. These tickets have been rolling in since the price change. So please hop on them now before they sell out. Definitely. All right. Well, let's reset our energy and talk Reiki and all things candles with Natalie Wise. All right, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to talk about candles and Reiki and all things spirituality. But before we even dive into that, what got you into this line of work? You used to be in corporate America, right? Or politics or something that is not related to what we're doing right now or what we're talking about today. Yeah, so I I used to work for um, a, a small lobbying firm And I did that for about seven years. I tried really hard to be a good lobbyist and I just wasn't. I don't think I was really listening to my internal compass at all. I was not listening to my intuition. I had not really um, slowed down enough to take the time to realize that I had other gifts that I just didn't utilize at the time. And so... When I did slow down, I realized that there was a wealth of something inside of me that wanted to come out, um, creativity and you know something that I was just ignoring my whole life. I'm curious, like I, so I mean, I know what lobbying is, like I'm, I'm like a politics nerd, so it's all very interesting to me, but I like actually don't know, like, do you, you don't go to school to become a lobbyist. Like, do you, it, were you like a poli-sci major? Like, I don't even know how people get into I'm actually lobbying. not quite sure what a lobbyist is. Oh, I'll be back. honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could explain that a little bit more to me. Yeah, so hopefully none of the lobbyists that I worked with or worked for will ever listen to this because <laughs> I'm not. I, mean, like I don't know them, but like, I'm going to guess a hard no. <laughs> me too. I'm going to say no, but... Who knows, really? <laughs> I I mean, that's like my biggest fear. So I was a poli-sci major and, you know, I was working for a legislator and then I got offered this job to work for this lobby, lobbying firm. So that's how you get to be a lobbyist, I guess. But what it really was, to be honest with you, was going to committees, uh, taking notes, I did a lot of administrative work. And I... And what did you hate so much about it? Well, so they would send me into these meetings with legislators or with, you know, the Department of Education or, you know, some sort of study group on something. And I had a message sometimes to relay to this group or committee or whatever, but I would stutter. Like I I would get so nervous. Um, mm because we had so many different clients. So I, I wasn't really passionate about the message that I was, you know, supposed to to talk about. And so we would be in this room, this office together, and I, I would not be able to get the words out. So it was mm. this this blocking of this part of my, you know, my throat chakra was totally blocked. Yes. Like I and, and my the people that I worked for, the the main lobby, they were like 
they did not support me. Like they did not say, oh, you know, go to Toastmasters or, you know, they were just like behind my back saying, why did we hire? Mm. You know what I mean? So it was like mm-hmm. a hard, it was a hard environment to work in. So I was not meant to, to be doing something like that. I was meant, I, I am meant to be doing something else. And it took me a while to, to find out. I really think it's interesting that now that you're in this line of work and doing Reiki, you can say my throat chakra was blocked and (laughs) how tied to, right? I mean, sometimes I don't think we make those connections. Like if you are constantly feeling pain in your belly, like what's going on there? Like with your confidence or if you notice like a sadness or a heaviness in your chest, sometimes we just think that we're having these symptoms and that they're they're all disconnected. But really when you break it down and you think about it, you're like, oh shoot, this is a serious message from my body that I'm not in the right situation or that something isn't working and we're supposed to dive in. But at the time, did you even think of it that way before you got into all of this? Were you like, what is up with my throat? Like, were you like, why can't I talk? I was like, what is wrong with me? Why am I, you know, I, at night I would come home and I would study the policy. I would study my notes. I would, you know, study my PowerPoint presentations that I would have to give to this client or that or whatever. And I would just be like, I just, I, if I tried a little harder to be more extroverted or, mm. you know, to, you know, speak more, I actually started going to Toastmaster meetings, but, you know, it was great. They were wonderful, supportive people, but it didn't really help me in my profession because it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. And had you had an interest in like Reiki before or things that were kind of like out there in the spiritual realm? Or was that a whole journey that you had to go on was just like even getting interested in that stuff before going to where you're at now? Yeah. So I was definitely always interested in, you know, spiritual things. And I had sort of this falling out with the Catholic church I went 12 years Catholic school and it just was hard for me to, it was just a little bit too much focused on, you know, the patriarchy, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So when I went to college, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is not even focused on, you know, women. Why? What's going on here? But anyways, so yeah, so I've always had an interest in spirituality, connection to God, um, fascinates me. And so I started to read, you know, self-help books. Like, I don't know if you've ever read Martha Beck, Finding Your North Star. Anything by I have not read that one. So she's amazing. Um, Martha Beck, I found her at uh, Half Price Books. And she, I think she's the one who really started to change it all for me. And that was when I was still working for the lobbyists. She basically told me that I could be happy and here's how. And yeah, I mean, she was, she's amazing. She's, she's still sending me messages and I'm on her email list and I love her. So I would mm. check her out. Yeah. I think that self-help books can get kind of a bad rep <laughs> yeah. sometimes because everyone's like, oh God, the self-help book world 
But sometimes that is like the stepping stone. It's the first thing that really gets people into this world because even for myself, it's like you need something. It's like I need to read something or I need to watch something. And self-help books were it for me. It's like it inspires you. you. And I think also you read other people's stories. So you relate. Oh, that's how you were feeling during this this rough time in your life. Oh, and you did these things and it worked. And then you kind of dabble into it yourself and then it starts working for you and you get a little bit hooked and then you start gaining confidence. So after you started gaining, I guess, the confidence that I can be happy, there's other things for me. What was the next step you took? Because I find that there's a lot of people that I talk to and Liz, I'm sure you too, that are in that place right now where they're saying, I'm not happy in my current situation, but I'm not quite sure even the steps to take to move out of it. That I, I would tell that person to just follow your curiosity because everyone says, you know, just follow your passion, quit your job, but you have to pay your bills. And truth. You know, and so just start reading that self-help help book. Um, Liz Gilbert is amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ever read Big Magic? Yes. So oh I still have not finished oh, it. Like what is wrong with me? So good. So yeah. Good. I lent it to someone and I'm almost like, I think she still needs to keep it. And I almost am just like, I'll just buy a new one. Cause I, I feel like it's one of those books I just have to have ready to reference or look at when I'm having moments of doubt or like wondering how I can live a creative life when right now I'm not really in, I mean, I'm kind of in a creative space and not like a, not as much like this of a creative space when it comes to my work. So yeah. yeah. I feel like Rebecca Campbell's books are that for me. If you haven't read Rebecca Campbell's Light is the New Black yeah. and all of those, um, it's, they are, I just turn to a random page and I'm like, ah, oh, like I'm filled with something, some sort of good juju energy. And it always encourages me. Yes. I love Rebecca Campbell too. Yeah. She's great. So yeah. But yeah. So big magic is like my Bible. I underline every page basically. But she says, follow your curiosity because uh, it's just like, it, it's a small whisper in your heart or, you know, in your body or, you know, that, that ballet or that yoga class or tap dancing or, or whatever, whatever you are interested in. It might not be like a scream or, you know, something loud. It's just something subtle like, oh, that would be cool to go to that yoga class. So just follow that and keep doing the things that bring you joy. And I know that that sounds super cliche, but it's, you know, it's going to lead you to meeting cool people. It's going to lead you to the next step and the next step and the next step. And eventually Mm -hmm. something's going to change. Something will shift. So how did you get, so you kind of, after your experience, like kind of having the, seeing the light when it came to Catholicism and like maybe how that didn't align with your values and your view of the world. How did Reiki become, how did you get into that specifically? So that is all about meeting cool people. So Erica Fullen of the Wild Sage Collective, she was somebody that I looked up to. She was a mentor of mine. She actually did Reiki on me for like years because I, after I was let go of my lobbyist job because I was not doing a very good job because mm-hmm. I was trying, my, I, I was trying very hard. But I'm just not meant to be a lobbyist, anyways. So. She, once they let me go, I was like, oh my gosh, my ego just was like, what do I do? You know, mm-hmm. What the heck do I do? So 
she started doing Reiki and then she's like, hey, do you want to go to this event that I'm Ara is going to be certifying people in Reiki. So it was like a Reiki attunement class for, for the weekend. So I went, I loved it. Um, I did a couple of Erica's uh, retreats, loved them. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's just all about meeting people and then one step leads to the next. So you just fell into it. It wasn't this, I need to get my Reiki certification. It was like very much experimental. Like you were trying it, you happened to go to a class, you happened to enjoy that. And I actually, I love all of the things you've been saying, even with following your curiosity, b- before you mentioned it doesn't have to be a scream. It's like that littlest, um, this might interest me. And so it seems like here you are now doing the things you want to be doing or and, and keeping discovering and evolving into them. But it's always been like a, f- a falling into, it seems like for you. Yeah. It's just finding something that's going to make me feel better. And, and then I realized I could help other people with Reiki. And, I, and I'm sure, Nina, you, that's how you feel too. Yes. With Reiki. It's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing that, you know, helps people. So. so for those of our listeners that haven't heard um, Megan Trapp's episode a while back, can you just touch briefly on your interpretation of Reiki? Because I feel like I have my own interpretation and she has her own interpretation. And I mean, what do, what do you say when somebody asks you, what's Reiki? So I always preface it with it's complex because it's like electricity. You know it exists, but you can't see it. So I know that when we all, you know, when we're in a room and we get quiet and we think thoughts that, um, to to wish someone well, um, it's like a prayer. It's like a elevated prayer because when the person who is receiving the Reiki and then I'm giving the Reiki, when we're both sending those thoughts to, to the divine, to, to God, to whatever, it somehow elevates that energy and it helps that person. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they are feeling anxious or overwhelmed or if they are in physical pain. Um, it's really a wild thing um, that I can't explain that well, but I, I do see it as a prayer mm-hmm. uh, in a way. So it, I, I know that's, I mean, it's, that is not as articulate as probably your definition. I'm, I'm curious to hear your, your definition. Well, I've only done Reiki one, so I haven't gone to my Reiki two where I've been, I've practiced on other people, but I haven't actually been able to go out and, you know, do the service for all of the people. But I always say it's similar to Reiki or similar to acupuncture without the needles. Like if you've ever tried acupuncture, it's like you can actually feel the energy moving within your body, but because there's a needle in your skin, it's like, oh, that's why. But with Reiki, it's the energy that lives within all of us and the practitioner's just using their hands, but you're still moving that same energy. With acupuncture, it's called chi. And with Reiki, it's called ki, right? But that's sort of how I try and explain it. And then also, I when I am... So I just did Reiki on my friend last night and I feel calm when I'm providing it. So it's like, it's a meditation too in itself where you're just allowing whatever needs to be moved and healed to, to do it. It's like you're opening up to saying like, okay, body, 
you are wise and there's obviously a very wise and beautiful force within us and within the universe. So do your thing. And anyone that I've practiced on or myself can, they feel it differently, but you do feel it. But it doesn't have to be explained, right? I guess that's the thing. It's it's like not explained by science, except that, you know, hospitals are using it. So that's another cool thing too. It's like hospitals are using it. Doctors are now using it. So it is explained by science in some way, kind of. So my question is like, so you both kind of talked about it being meditative, but I, like I've actually considered just like, it's not a lot of money to like, I was looking at some classes and I thought it was kind of like, yoga teacher training where it might be like a really, you know, like it's a big thing. And so I was looking into it and I was worried that like, I would, that it would be draining. Like, I feel like to be that into someone else's energy and like absorbing that in some way, obviously I don't know how it works, but like that, that would be draining. For me, it's not at all. I leave, like I left my session last night feeling like I received Reiki because you do right, Natalie. Yeah. Reiki. Yeah. So the, the the thing is, Liz, to answer your question, you need to set up boundaries. So if you know that the person you're giving Reiki to has a lot of stuff that's toxic, and you can usually tell, right? You're gonna you're gonna form that barrier. You're gonna protect yourself. And I can tell, like Nina, I think intuitively you can do that. You you know how to protect yourself from people who are like trying to take. Yes. It's a conscious choice. It's hard because you have to recognize and say, okay, I need to put my protection up. Yeah. So you you put your protection up and you learn this when you get attuned, right? And then once you know how to protect yourself from, from all that toxicity, then you can be more open to, to helping them. And then it's, it's more of a, of a, I don't know, homeostasis. Yeah. When your body's in homeostasis, which is like your rest and digest, calm, neutral, natural state. Yeah. So I guess if if you can protect yourself, then that, that won't drain you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, is that what? Yeah. I 100% agree. And when, when we did our training, we had to, we learned, you know, to close the eyes get centered in your space. I just imagine this big ball of white protective light surrounding me. And I almost imagine it like a vacuum, like exploding around me. And it could be psychological. I mean, I don't believe that it's just psychological. I believe that it's actually protecting and there's energy protecting me. But I think for anybody that's listening, whether or not you're practicing Reiki or receiving Reiki, I think that that's a concept that you can take into your workspace or you can take into your day-to-day. Like when you run into somebody or there's somebody's energy that just isn't working for you, take a moment to close your eyes and, and truly imagine this vacuum just expanding, white light protecting and washing over you. And whether or not it's a placebo effect for you, it's just a way for you to like mentally put something in between you and the outside world when, when you need it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've done, um, someone actually gave me that exercise where like a similar exercise where they told me to imagine that I was like bubble boy. Like I was in a bubble and like to put my arms out and that I could like touch the bubble and feel the bubble and literally like feel mm. my barrier between me and the energy of other people because people will try to put their energy like all over you just in, in life. <laughs> I don't even think people realize that they do it. They, they're just so unaware of it. But yeah, you have, you have to protect yourself first. And I think that's the first step in, in being able to, to give this 
you know, Reiki is, is protecting itself. So. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, how do you, do you feel Reiki in your body? Because I feel, and I, and I don't know if it's just everybody feels things differently or hears things or sees things, but I feel the sensations of the person. So last night in my session, I developed um, a slight headache when I was on her crown chakra and her third eye. And I felt like a tension release. And then when I was on her, what's this, the stomach? What chakra is that? Solar plexus. Solar. Solar, yeah. Solar. I um I felt like this twinge of sadness. And I was like, ooh, I feel like I almost I kind of want to cry for her. And I would feel this like, don't like, don't lose your confidence, you know? And I'll kind of hear a message. And there was one other thing that I had yesterday. There was that there anyway, there were a couple of them. And then after the session, I always asked them, like, what what came up for you? And she said, like, I felt release from my head. Like I didn't feel all this tension. And then she also mentioned the sadness. And I was like, it's crazy to me that I, or you, I'm curious, I don't go in planning to like feel or hear or whatever, but it just, it happens when you're in the energy and you're connecting with somebody else. How do you feel when you're giving Reiki? Yeah. So I usually start at, at the crown chakra and then I go around and I ask before we start, you know, where, where in your body are you feeling pain or, or what mentally or emotionally is, is going on for you? And then they usually tell me, and then that gives me an idea. But yeah, I can I can tell like parts of their body they do not like like sometimes I'll pl- place my hand over their heart chakra or on on their abdomen. But then sometimes I'll get the message like do not do not put your hand there because that's that's like a really sensitive part of their body, right? Or sometimes I'll put my hands on you know their feet, um, or, or shoulder or, or wherever. And, you know, at at times, you know, tears might come to my eyes. You can just, you can feel that energy. It's like very strong. And then again, it's, it's something that you, you have to experience. So like Liz, have you ever received Reiki before? I just did actually, well, I have a couple of times, but I actually just did last night. So I'm very like fresh in it. Tell us about your experience, Liz. I love it every time I go. <laughs> Actually, this so this was a new. I've only had Megan, who we had on the podcast before. I've only had her do Reiki, but I now that I live a couple hours away, like I was like, probably should like if I want to do it, like find someone local that I can go to. And I actually went to a restorative yoga class where the I didn't realize it, but Reiki was part of that class. And I was like, oh, I gotta I gotta know about this girl. And she also makes crystal jewelry and macrame hanging. So I was like, it, we're friends. Is she coming to our event, Empowered Voice, no, on September 21st? don't think so. <laughs> she Do you want to invite her? Sure. She sounds like perfect. Um, but she actually, I don't, she does this interesting thing. She did it in yoga too, in the restorative class, where she uses like a ton of blankets. Is that like a thing? Because I hadn't had that before in Reiki, like just so many blankets, but I loved it. It's like she, there was like a towel over my eyes and like, she would like very gently, like just like cover me with a blanket. I had blankets like between my knees when I was on my side. So like, you know, I wonder if that was more of the restorative yoga thing as opposed to the Reiki, but it was like, it was nice because it put me 
in a place where I just felt like I was in a cocoon and that <laughs> I could like go with myself. Because it, was, it like, sounds ooh. freaking lovely. It was. Like, it was I like, wish that dark. I was there. It was, I was like, girl, like I fell asleep at one point. And she's like, she told me like that I can move. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like I fell asleep. And she's like, that's great. So that's so wonderful that you did yeah. that. But she, it was interesting because I, I like didn't know if I should ask her. I was like, can I ask? Because she like didn't volunteer anything. And I know when I've had Reiki previously, like Megan, like we would talk about it after. And she just kind of said like, oh, I don't usually like, you know, say anything unless someone like wants to know. So I don't know what, I'll be interested to hear what your philosophies are on that. And like what you tell people versus what you don't. But apparently, so the last time I did Reiki, a few months ago, I had a blocked solar plexus. Like it was really blocked. And she actually said like my solar plexus was super insanely open and that my head and my third eye were like crazy open, which was nice. I was like, oh, okay. But I had a a blocked heart. So I had to, got to work on that one, I guess. A new one to fix or not fix. Be mindful of. There we go. (laughs) A blocked heart. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, do you have a conversation with your clients afterwards when you are um, performing Reiki? I do. You know, when, when I was attuned and when I went through um, the various trainings that I've been through, you know, they, they say that, you know, you're not supposed to, to talk during the Reiki session. Um, and then some, you know, it, it, it varies, right? So you, you can have a teacher who will, who will tell you one thing and then another teacher will tell you something else. But I always feel compelled to tell them because they, people want to know. You know, they, they're so curious and, and it, I think, affirms for them that what they were feeling and I was feeling, you know, is, is something similar. It, 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 it connects them with this higher, higher truth, this energy when we can talk about it and, and say, yeah, we both felt something. And, and so if I was to be just quiet and just say, oh yeah, you know, maybe, you know, it, it's, I think it's very important just to be as authentic and honest about the experiences that can be. So, Well, I think we go to our doctor's offices and so often we don't feel like our voice is being heard. Or in my, in my own experience, I think that I, am I in my head? Am I making this up? Like you don't seem to understand what I'm going through. And then when you go to a Reiki session and you talk to your practitioner about what's going on, you're like, oh my goodness, yes, you felt that too. Okay. Or wow, that makes a lot of sense. Or, you know, like Liz, like my, my heart chakra is blocked right now. Then you can dive in and say, oh, here's probably where that's coming from. And here's how I can start to clear that myself. So Reiki, I think gives you ownership of your own health in some way too. It's like, you don't, you can do Reiki energy on yourself. You just have to, to learn. Right. Yeah. And just spending an hour or a half hour really tuning into your body is a helpful exercise. And then just sending yourself, you know, loving thoughts and kindness for an hour that can do wonders. So it's, it's a wonderful thing, but it is again, something that you have to validate because it's like, we have all of these various things that we can spend money on and, you know, spend, you know, is it's, I don't know about you, but for me, it's like, is this worth spending money on? You've done it before and you know how effective it is. Yes, it is worth it. But if you're like on the fence and you've never had it done before, you're like, well, I can spend my money on a really, you know, great pair of shoes or 
realistic, you know? So it's, I don't know, it's, it takes some time to, I, I think it's really expanding here in Columbus and in Ohio, but it just takes time to get the word out. I would say too, like when it comes to, cause I actually had that thought in my head. I was like, do I need to like be making like a Reiki budget and like making this something <laughs> I'm planning for? Reiki budget. <laughs> cause I mean, I probably like, I feel like once a month would be great for me and like where I'm at right now. And it's very like something easily that I, I mean, I'm fortunate enough that I can fit that into my lifestyle. But for me, the reason, you know, like, I guess you could argue like, oh, can't you just like meditate at home and like, Kind of, and like, yeah, you can. And I feel like that's sort of maintenance of whatever you go through in the session. But for me, like the act of physically going somewhere else and being in a new environment and being in an environment that's cultivated for that introspection with someone that's like there with you on your side, like that is so much more power. It's like the equivalent of, I feel like to me of like 20 meditation sessions at home by myself. With my cat meowing as, you know, he will do all the time. <laughs> it's so much more powerful um, as doing it by yourself because you have, you know, two people, two, two brains, you know, as opposed to just yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You have the energy of both people. And then also the Reiki practitioner is, I mean, they're trained in what they're doing. So they, they are, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say this well, but they are moving that energy within you and they know like the attunements are what give them the ability to do that effectively. Although, have you heard of Kelsey Patel? No. We've had her on the podcast. She's lovely. She's coming to our conference in September. She has a course on Mind Body Green and it teaches you how to do Reiki on yourself. So if you're like interested, this wasn't like Kelsey promo episode, but if you're interested in, in just dipping your toes and like you're not ready to, to go forth and see someone yet, you can always purchase the course on Mind Body Green and, and learn a little self-Reiki. Amazing. But I also think we're making it sound kind of pricey, but it's not. No, it it's was like, like $60 yeah, it's for, like for an I mean, hour. If you're doing something like a massage or getting your nails done or like other like you know, more stereotypical self-care when people think about like women and the things they go do. That's kind of what I, and I get much more out of this than I do like someone giving me a gel manicure. So yeah, (laughs) I mean, not that I don't love that too. I don't ever get it done, but you know. No, I agree. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not that pricey and it's definitely pays itself back in, in dividends. And I noticed too, I mean, I feel like it's too early to see if this, it'll be the case this time since I just had it yesterday. But when I've had it before, it's like, I felt like it was at times where like, I felt very stuck in my life. Like I must've been holding on to that stuck energy. And like, after it was done in the weeks that followed, it seemed like boom, 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 like a bunch of things started happening that I had been like, kind of, kind of forcing and like, when will this happen? Like, how can I make this move forward? But like, it wasn't happening for me when I was trying to control it and having that, having someone take care of that within me and like working with me on that was what unstuck me. So yeah, that's a benefit. It is. It's amazing. We hold things in our, our subtle energy, right? We hold things in our bodies. We hold things in our muscles. We hold all of these different things that we're not even aware of. And then when we go to the, to the Reiki session, that person, the, the, the Reiki practitioner is able to, to let that go or to move it or to just release it 
or to ground it into the earth, it dispels that that energy that is not serving you at all. Mm-hmm. Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> Reiki's getting it out. Now, how did you transfer doing all of this work now into making Reiki-infused candles with crystals? Yeah, how does that, I have one how does and that I love work? it. Yeah, so tell us about this. <laughs> yeah, so it is pretty interesting. I was in a in a place um I was co-working and I still do co-work at Haven Collective um in Upper Arlington and I I needed to um expand what I was doing with Reiki to something that was doable because I I practicing at my friend's um, acupuncture space and then I was doing a little bit of Reiki at at Haven Collective but it just wasn't it wasn't really flowing very well. And so I wanted to, I've been talking about this for a while with my friends about, you know, maybe doing a subscription box or a candle that was Ricky infused, but I just, I had the vision in my mind. I just needed to get a plan together. And so, um, Melissa, who, who owns, um, Haven, she and I, for six months, we met two times, um, a month for six months. And we got a plan together and she, she sort of walked, helped me walk through like how I could do this. And so basically what I'm doing is as I'm pouring the candle, as I'm placing the crystals, as they cool on top of the candle, the whole process, I am, you know, sending, you know, thoughts of love and kindness to people who I know need it. And that's not really a hard thing to do right now in, in this time. So it's basically, you know, I don't know if you've ever done like a, a, a loving kindness meditation, but that's basically what I do. So when I make candles, um, I am conscious and, and very aware of um, my thoughts and I'm sending people love. And yeah, so that's, that's where the Reiki um, comes into that um, process. And then I, you know, I take my Palo Santo and I say a prayer over them and I take my sage stick and I, I just, you know, wish everyone who uses it well. And then the oils that are in the candles, rosemary and lemongrass are fantastic for cleansing your space. Um, And then the lavender and orange are just great oils. Um, Orange is for abundance. Lavender is for your throat chakra. So it's all about um, the whole experience with these candles. Mm -hmm. And it just fits. It just makes sense. So... I I loved the idea when you told me about them to have that in my space because also another piece of that is candles are really toxic. Yeah, I was most ask candles about the sustainability of them, which I know yeah. is a thing for you. Yeah, and so when you're burning a candle, of course it smells good, but you're also burning toxins into the air. And as a woman's hormone coach, that's really disruptive to your endocrine system and to your hormones in general. And I know it seems like a silly thing, but you know how BPA became a big thing? Like you don't want to like watch your cans that are lined in with BPA and your plastics. And at first we're all like, oh, what? Like whatever, I can't have cans anymore. But really like we've learned through science that that is disruptive to the endocrine system. And then also when we talk about natural beauty products. Like I think at first people are like, really? Like we're, this is going to be bad for us. But now look at where we're getting to. Your skin's the largest organ. Like it is an organ. (laughs) Right. And it's the same thing with candles. We don't want to be breathing in any more toxins 
that are that are already here in our environment. So I love that element of it too. It's natural. And then when you are burning it, I love the thought of just like the good energies and the vibes and the prayers and the positivity just filling the home. And there's crystals. So it's you're right. It's like a it's a holistic candle. <laughs> it's a holistic candle. The oils are plant-based. So they are really good for you. So they're good for your lungs. The, the wax is soy. So that's really good for the environment. It's sustainable. The bowls are reusable. So you can wash them out and you can reuse them again. And I know Nina uses And they're yep. so pretty. Like they're yep, the prettiest I, bowls. Use yeah. it for my sage and for my Palo Santo. Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah. So that is really awesome. I, I just love that. You, you said that um, last week. week but, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I found the bowls at the Columbus Museum of Art. Um, I was in the gift shop and I, I loved them. So I bought them. I contacted their wholesaler and I told, I told Nina this story before, but yeah, so they are wonderful and they're out of British, Vancouver, British Columbia. And um, they're fantastic. I love them. So I think sustainability is super important. And the crystals are natural quartz, which is wonderful for your space. Um, it expels negative energy. Um, and you can reuse the crystals and place them around your house after the candles burn. So mm-hmm. I just left the crystals in the bottom of my bowl with my sage and my Palo Santo. And I have this happy little bowl of joy. Do you know what's funny about that, Nina? Is that yeah. I know I can see that because I've seen that bowl with crystals. Like I've seen that bowl. You and have? I, yeah, I have in your home. Like I can see it on your coffee table. It's now on my shelf. But was it on your coffee table at some point? I think I, I have say, a coffee table with crystals on it. Okay, <laughs> so, maybe it was just one of them. I was like, I feel like I've seen this chilling in your home when I've yeah, been over. No, I mean, I'm for sure that you have. Um, so where do you see all of this taking you now? Like you've transitioned and you've done the Reiki and you're making the candles. Where is Pink Moon Essentials Pink Moon Candles going? Yeah, I think we're growing. And I think that there's a demand for this holistic, approach to candles. Um, like you said, like healthier, non-toxic, you know, non-synthetic, um, candles that are good for you. Um, candles that you can burn while you're journaling candles meditate with just having a tool just like Reiki to, to use, um, in your daily life. I think it's really helpful for people. Um, yeah. So I think that we're growing. It's just a matter of investing in, you know, a bigger melter. So I think that and then I'm probably going to go over to 400 West Rich. I need to get my own space where I can make all these candles. Because right now it's just my kitchen and it's just sort of taking up our house. So yeah, I mean, I'm just expanding. That's how the best things start. I feel like I know so many women-led wellness companies that started in their own home and now they've grown and grown and grown and have expanded. And now you see their products in like Whole Foods. So maybe we'll see your candles in Whole Foods soon. Yeah, you might. It's it's really exciting. I'm I'm very grateful for what's happening. So yeah, I can't tell you how happy I am right now. So where can our listeners connect with you and learn more or check out your candles, um, especially if they are local to Columbus or not local to Columbus? Yeah. So right now I'm working on getting some candles up on my website. My um, website is uh, www.pinkmooncandles.com. And then 
Also, I do pop-up shops all the time. I do the German Village Farmer's Market every weekend. Um, A lot of um, makers markets around Columbus. And if you want, you can just join my email list. And then I usually send out um, an email about where I'm going to be. Perfect. And people can meet you in person in September because you are an attendee. You are attending the event. Thank you for purchasing your ticket. We love you. So excited. (laughs) I'm really excited. Yes, I can't wait. So for all of you listeners, you can even say hello to Natalie in person in September at Empowered Voice. That was a plug. (laughs) (laughs) So subtle. (laughs) So subtle. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I'll see you soon at the Hippie Dippy event. And we'll be doing all of our all of our Reiki and um, spiritual things there. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you both. It was so nice talking with you. You too. You thank too. you. Okay. All right. Well, we hope that you enjoyed another episode of the podcast and that you are leaving feeling centered and inspired. And maybe like you're going to check out some really cool candles because I'll tell you what, I've looked at them online. Nina sold me on them. I want a candle. So hopefully you do too. Get a candle. Come to one of the Columbus events where you will see me and Liz and Natalie Above everything, we would love to connect with you in person. So hopefully we will see you at one of our upcoming events, preferably September 21st, which is Empowered Voice here in Columbus. Or you can meet with Nina and Natalie like in events around Columbus because it looks like exactly you guys do similar things. Like if you're a local to the area, if you're an Ohio native, like go see them and come see me at some point. I'm not doing events yet, but maybe. I mean, you will be doing events, but as most of you know, if you're local to Columbus, I host a couple events per month and you can find those at the link in my bio on Instagram or on my website. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in and catch us online, catch us in person, however you want to connect. We want to connect with you and we'll talk to you later. Love you guys. Talk to you next week.